don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And today I am going to be covering the story of Freddy Krueger. Yes, she is. The man with the, he's got the burnt face, I think. Yeah. With the green and red striped sweater and the claws for fingers. The hat. You can't forget the, the hat. The hat too, yeah. Um, so I have already done Michael Myers. Last week, I did Jason Voorhees, so now we're moving on to another classic. Um, at first, I was going to do the first six movies, which is, like, up to the final nightmare, is what those six movies is called, but that's a lot to go through in one in one episode, so I'm just going to do three in today's episode and three in next week's episode. But anyway, Michelle, got anything to add? <laughs> No. <laughs> the no. only thing I'm looking at right now is the first line that says Teenager Tina. <laughs> Teenager Tina. <laughs> like, what? Is that her full name? Teenager yes. Tina? <laughs> her first name is Teenager. Her last name is Tina. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alright, so these movies are the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Let's get it. Alright, so we're starting with the first one. As Michelle previously said, teenager Tina (laughs) wakes up from a terrifying nightmare where a disfigured man wearing a blade-fixed glove attacks her in a boiler room. He wants to be, um, why can't I remember? Oh, he wants to be Wolverine so bad. Oh, yeah. He's just not made. No, he he has to make himself. He's not a mutant. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, he's got a burned face. He kind of looks like a mutant. Mutants he's just not built look like, like a that, though. Like actual X-Men. Oh, yeah, no. That's what I was saying. Like, he's he trying to be Wolverine. Alien. He's trying to be a mutant so bad. Yeah. So, her mother points out four mysterious slashes on her nightgown. <gasps> the following morning, Tina's best friend Nancy and Nancy's boyfriend Glenn console her, telling her they each also had a nightmare the previous night. The two stay at Tina's house when Tina's mother goes out of town, where she discovers that Nancy also had a nightmare about the disfigured man. Tina's boyfriend, Rod, interrupts their sleepover. When Tina falls asleep, she dreams of the disfigured man chasing her. Rod is awakened by Tina's thrashing and sees her dragged and fatally slashed by an unseen force, forcing him to flee as Nancy and Glenn awaken to find Tina bloodied and dead. Mm-hmm. It basically looks like she was, like, having an exorcism. Oh, really? Being, like, tossed around the room. Yeah. Weird. Nuts. But it's all happening in her dream. Crazy. Mm-hmm. The next day, Nancy's policeman father, Don Thompson, arrests Rod despite his pleas of innocence. At school, Nancy falls asleep in class and dreams that the man chases her to the boiler room where she is cornered. 
She then deliberately burns her arm on a pipe. The burn startles her awake in class, and she notices a burn mark on her arm that she got from the dream, but actually happened in real life. Nancy visits Rod at the police station, who describes Tina's death along with his own recent nightmares about the same man stalking her in her dreams, making Nancy believe that the man killed Tina. At home, Nancy falls asleep in the bathtub and is nearly drowned by the man. Nancy then depends on caffeine to stay awake and invites Glenn to watch over her as she sleeps. Relatable. Man. (laughs) Depends on caffeine to stay awake. Yeah, that part. Not whoever Glenn is, watch me as I sleep. (laughs) Yeah, Glenn can watch me. I'm just kidding. Whoa. (laughs) That just sounds weird. You ever wonder if, like, your son is, like, just sitting there watching you while you sleep? Oh, no, I know he does. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Okay, my son sleeps with us. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and he'll just be sitting up in bed. I'm oh, like, hell no. Bro, lay down and go back to sleep, <laughs> No <you> weirdo. <laughs> no. Hell no, dude. I can't. I won't. My children will not <laughs> sleep with me strictly because of that fact and that image in my head right now. He'll, like, like just imagine him sitting up in bed, just sitting there. Hell not no. Looking at anything, just sitting there. There's no lights in our room. When we sleep. That's fucking creepy. (laughs) I'll be like, bro, Jeffrey, go to sleep. He's like, mama. And then he'll ask me, like, the most randomest question. Like, can I have some chips? I'm like, bro, go to bed. Just go to sleep, please. It's four o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. No. I'm I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um... In her dream, Nancy sees the man prepare to kill Rod in his cell, but then he turns his attention towards her. Nancy runs away and wakes up when her alarm clock goes off. The man kills Rod by wrapping bedsheets around his neck, staging it as a suicide via hanging. Hmm. At Rod's funeral, Nancy's parents become worried when she describes her dreams. Her mother, Marge, takes her to a sleep disorders clinic where, in a dream, Nancy describes the man's fedora with the name Fred Krueger written in it and pulls it into the real world. She describes it or she grabs it? Oh, grabs it. My bad. I don't know where the describes came from. (laughs) She grabs it. And then pulls it into the real world. And the fedora says Fred Krueger. I was like, why are you giving me that look? What did I say? I was like, um, ma'am? I know. I said it. And then I was like, what? Is she sleeping and like talking out loud, telling them what's happening? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so after barricading the house, Marge explains that Krueger was an insane child murderer who killed 20 children, but was released on a technicality and then burned alive by the victim's parents living on their street seeking vigilante justice. Hmm. Interesting. Nancy realizes that Kruger, now a vengeful ghost, is killing her and her friends out of revenge and to satiate his psychopathic needs. Listen, I know I'm telling you about this series that I've been reading, but Mm -hmm. those two last bullet points really is almost what happens in the books they're so good if you guys want a book to read go read the mindfuck series on kindle unlimited they're so good okay um nancy tries to call glenn to warn him but his father prevents her from speaking to him glenn falls asleep and is killed by kruger 
Now alone, Nancy puts Marge to sleep and asks Dawn, who is across the street investigating Glenn's death, to break into the house in 20 minutes. Nancy rigs booby traps around the house and grabs Kruger out of the dream and into the real world. The booby traps affect Kruger enough that Nancy can light him on fire and lock him in the basement. Nancy rushes to the door for help. The police arrive to find that Kruger has escaped from the basement. Nancy and Don go upstairs to find a burning Kruger smothering Marge in her bedroom. After Don extinguishes the fire, Kruger and Marge vanish into the bed. When Don leaves the room, Kruger rises from the bed behind Nancy. Realizing that Kruger is powered by his victim's fear, she calmly turns her back to him. Kruger evaporates when he attempts to lunge at her. Nancy steps outside into a bright and foggy morning where all her friends and her mother are still alive. Nancy gets into Glenn's convertible to go to school when the green and red striped top suddenly comes down and locks them in as the car drives uncontrollably down the street. Three girls in white dresses playing jump rope are heard chanting Kruger's nursery rhyme as Marge is grabbed by Kruger through the front window. Whoa. I'm trying to remember how the nursery rhyme goes. It's something, something Freddy's coming for you. Oh, yeah. I can't remember Isn't how it I... like one, two? One. Freddy's coming for uh, you. Three, three four, four. Better lock the door. Yeah, five, yeah. six. What's that? Five. I don't remember. Is that the thing? Are we saying it right? I Anyways. Think we're saying it right. We're I don't want to get canceled. copyrighted for that either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so now we're going to go into Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's revenge. He's coming back with a vengeance. Let's go. Let's go. So this is five years later. Five years after Freddy Krueger's apparent defeat, the Walshes have moved into Nancy Thompson's former home. Their teenage son, not teenage Tina, but their teenage son. So teenage Jesse. Teenage Jesse <laughs> has a nightmare about being stalked by Krueger driving a school bus. He wakes up and attributes the dream to the unusual heat in the room. Jesse goes to school with his friend Lisa, whom he is interested in romantically, but is too shy to flirt with her. Hmm. Felt. After getting into a fight with a boy named Grady during gym class, Coach Snyder has them stay after class and they become friends. Lisa comes to visit Jesse after school, and they discover Nancy Thompson's diary detailing her nightmares, which are strikingly similar to Jesse's. Hmm. Coincidence? Maybe. <laughs> small fires. I really almost said small fries. <laughs> <laughs> small fries happen around the house. <laughs> yeah. Small fires happen around the house, which culminates in the spontaneous combustion of their pet birds. <laughs> Wow, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Jesse's father accuses him of sabotage. What? What? Why would I you I don't know. accuse your child right off the bat? I it's don't you. Know. It's you. <laughs> the following, you should be on your kid's side, right? Literally, like, what the fuck? And the f if they're doing that, you should probably get them a therapist. Yeah. Maybe you should be like, are you okay? Instead of, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why? <laughs> The following night, Jesse has a nightmare where he encounters Freddy, who tells him to kill for him. The dreams grow more intense, and Jesse unsuccessfully attempts different measures to keep himself awake. 
One night, he is caught by Schneider ordering, ordering a drink in a gay bar and is made to run laps at school as punishment. What the hell? After sending Jesse to the showers, Schneider is attacked by an unseen force that drags him to the showers. Jesse vanishes into the steam and Freddy emerges, killing Schneider by slashing his back. Afterwards, Jesse is horrified to see the glove on his hand. He is escorted home by police after being found wandering the streets naked, and his parents begin to suspect that Jesse may be on drugs or mentally disturbed. So, Freddy's trying to frame him at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Lisa takes Jesse to an abandoned factory where Freddy Krueger worked, but they find nothing there. The following night, Jesse goes to Lisa's pool party and kisses her in the cabana, but his body begins to change and he leaves in a panic. Whoa transfiguration what's happening mm-hmm. he goes to grady's house confessing to kill schneider and instructs grady to watch him as he sleeps and to stop him if he tries to leave when grady eventually falls asleep which seems to always be happening in this movie everybody mm-hmm. gets put on sleep watch and then they fall asleep themselves yep when grady f- eventually falls asleep freddie emerges from jesse's body and kills grady Freddy then changes back to Jesse, who finds himself looking at Freddy's laughing reflection in Grady's mirror. He flees before Grady's parents enter the room. Returning to Lisa's house, Jesse tells her what's going on. Lisa realizes that Jesse's terror is giving Freddy his strength, but he cannot stop fearing him and transforms again. Freddy locks Lisa's parents in their bedroom and attacks her, but realizes he cannot harm her due to Jesse's influence. Freddy goes outside where he begins to slaughter the partygoers. Lisa's father emerges with a shotgun, but Lisa stops him from shooting Freddy, who escapes in a ball of flame. So is this guy, like, fireproof? Like, he catches on fire, but he, like... I think that's the whole point, is, like, he was burned, so... Now he can't, like, burn more. Yeah, he's a ghost. Mm, I mean, I guess that's true. He's not, like, a real figure. Lisa drives to the factory, facing sudden nightmares and having to control her fear before confronting Freddy. She pleads with Jesse to fight Freddy, but Freddy's hold is too strong. When Lisa confesses her love for Jesse and kisses Freddy, Jesse begins to fight back. Freddy combusts and turns to ash, from which Jesse emerges. Later, as Jesse, Lisa, and Lisa's friend Carrie are taking the bus to school. Jesse begins to notice similarities to his original nightmare and panics. After Lisa calms Jesse down, Carrie says that it's all over just before Freddy's claws Freddy's clawed arm bursts through her chest. Freddy laughs as the bus drives into the field, just as in Jesse's first nightmare. If you remember the very first thing that happened, he had a nightmare about Freddy driving the bus. Mm-hmm. And that was how it ended. So now we're going to scoot on on, scoot on on, scoot on to Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And this is the last movie that I'm going to cover in this episode. And then the next three I'm going to do next week. So, in 1987, a year after the events of the previous film, teenager, I don't know why it always says teenager, (laughs) teenager Kristen Parker dreams Freddy Krueger is chasing her. He attacks her in her bathroom after she thinks she already awoke, making it look like she slit her wrist in the real world. 
Believing Kristen to be suicidal, her mother admits her to Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital, where she is placed under the care of Dr. Neil Gordon. At the hospital, Kristen fights the orderlies who try to sedate her because she fears falling asleep. The new intern therapist, Nancy Thompson, calms her down and befriends her by reciting part of Freddie's nursery rhyme. Nancy Thompson from the first one? Mm-hmm. Nancy Thompson from the first one. It's okay. all a circle. It all comes back. It's around. all coming back. So she calms her down and then starts seeing her the nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Nancy is introduced to the rest of Dr. Gordon's patients. Philip, a habitual sleepwalker. Kincaid. I love that name. I don't know why. Kincaid. Kincaid. Yeah. A tough kid from the streets who is prone to violence. Jennifer, a hopeful television actress prone to cigarette burns. Will, who uses a wheelchair due to a prior suicide attempt. Taryn, a recovering drug addict. And Joey, the youngest, who is too traumatized to speak. One night, Freddie attacks Kristen in her dreams, but she wittingly pulls Nancy into her dream, allowing them to escape. Kristen reveals that she has been able to pull people into her dreams since she was young. Over the next two nights, Freddie throws Philip off a roof and kills Jennifer by smashing her head into a television. In their next group session, Nancy reveals to the remaining patients that they are the last of the Elm Street kids, the surviving children of those who banded together and burned Kruger to death many years ago. Both Nancy and Neil encourage them to try group hypnosis so that they can experience a shared dream and discover their dream powers. In the dream, Joey wanders off and is captured by Freddy, leaving him comatose in the real world. Nancy and Neil are relieved of duty. A nun, Sister Mary Helena, tells Neil that Freddie is the son of a young woman on the hospital staff who was accidentally locked in a room with hundreds of mental patients who raped her continually and that the only way to stop him is to lay his bones to rest. What what the fuck? Where did they come up with that story? I don't know. He and Nancy ask her father, Officer Donald Thompson, where the bones are hidden, but he is uncooperative. Nancy rushes back to the hospital when she learns that Kristen has been sedated. Neil stays behind to convince Donald to help him. Nancy and the others again engage in group hypnosis to reunite with Kristen but are all separated by Freddy. Taryn and Will are killed by Freddy while Kristen, Nancy, and Kincaid find one another. The trio rescue Joey, but are unable to defeat Freddy because he has become too powerful due to the souls he's absorbed. Sensing that his remains have been found, Freddy appropriates his own skeleton and kills Donald before incapacitating Neil. Freddy returns to attack the others, but Joey uses his dream power voice to repel him. Donald tells Nancy that he is crossing over, but is revealed to be Freddy and stabs Nancy in the stomach and tosses her aside. Freddy, believing that Nancy is dead, comes upon Kristen in order to kill her, but a still-alive Nancy stabs him with his own glove. (laughs) Neil manages to recover and purifies Freddy's bones, killing him. 
During the patient's funeral, Neil finds Amanda Kruger's tombstone and discovers that she is Sister Mary Helena. What? What? That evening, he goes to sleep with the Malaysian doll Nancy gave him in Kristen's papier-mâché house nearby. And suddenly, Kristen's house lights up from the inside, suggesting that Freddy is not completely defeated. No. And we'll pick up next week on Nightmare on Elm Street for The Dream Master. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Mm-hmm. And um, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Final Nightmare. But Yes. So, yeah. That's it. That's it from me today. It was a good one, bro. Thank you, thank you. I haven't seen any of those movies, but I uh, had a vivid imagination good. in my head. I mean, they're they're pretty good. Uh, in my opinion, they're kind of cringy because they yeah. are from the eighties. It's from it's the original movie. Yeah, like come on, it's just one of the original horror right, staples. So. Right, everybody has got to know the story. Yeah. So we'll pick up and finish the story next week. Um, don't forget to go listen to Michelle's true crime episode that comes out on Friday. Well. It might be a little bit later. We we haven't been posting it on our exact days lately, unfortunately. I've just been very busy because yeah. I've been working and going mm-hmm. to school at the same time. So, I don't really have a lot of time to edit. So, it might, I might start posting later on Friday mm-hmm. because I have school till 9 o'clock at night on Thursday and I work at 5 a.m. So, literally gone all day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, it may be like later Friday evening or mm-hmm. so that I'll probably have it posted. Okay. Just so you guys know, it won't be exactly at midnight. But We're still trying to get into a new routine, mm-hmm. working around her schedule. Yeah. So, bear with us for a while. Yeah. But it's okay. It's for, like, the next, uh, about six months. Yeah. We'll be trying to, like, keep going around this schedule, and hopefully yeah. we'll get um, something a little bit better in place in once the future. We, once we, you know, you get farther in, because you've just started going to school. Yeah, I'm learning basics right now. I'm going to be, going to school to be an esthetician, so the first seven weeks are, like, all basics, so you have to learn. It's a lot of book work and everything, um, but after that, you start taking a lot of clients and stuff, so you don't learn as much. You're mm-hmm. doing more in the spa Practicing. Spot. I have more time to, like, do stuff at school yeah but for now i just don't have that time unfortunately we'll get into we'll get into a groove here soon. for sure um if you guys didn't know um a new halloween movie came out a new halloween um michael myers halloween kills um just i came thought out. it was halloween ends halloween ends sorry there's so many um but if you guys want to go listen to the recap that we did before you watch the movie well, you don't have to watch all the movies again. We did do an episode on um, Michael Myers. So, if you want to listen to that before you watch the new movie, that yeah. would be convenient. If you don't have time to watch the, all the movies yeah. all over again, you can you just, just listen to our episode. Just listen to the episode. It's Go like back. 40 minutes long. Yeah, it's great. It has all the movies, all the deets. Like, yeah. So, I just wanted to tell you guys that. Um, I think that's it. Follow Go follow our socials. Yep. Shut up. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, We're always on the same wavelength, so. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Well, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.